You're listening to Free Your Inner Guru, a podcast for big-hearted leaders making a meaningful impact in the world. We dive deep into conversations about conscious leadership, choosing a life of personal growth, spirituality, and the self-help industry so you can connect to your inner wisdom and become the leader you want to see in the world. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. If you're a brand new listener here on the podcast, um, welcome. You may be here because of my involvement in the podcast called Guru, The Dark Side of Enlightenment, a project by Wondery with uh, Matt Stroud. And um, if that's the case, thanks for finding me. I'm glad that you're here and I'm looking forward to finding out what exactly attracted you here and um and I'm, I'm not being facetious i uh it's been quite a month if you are a long time listener there's we've got some catching up to do and if i sound a little bit tired this is because this is my umpteenth take and um it's just time to release whatever it is that i record So welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. Just a quick backgrounder for all the new listeners. So this podcast has been in existence for three years and four months. And I called it Free Your Inner Guru because of the message that I wanted to bring to the world. And that is that everything you need is inside of you. And if you have listened to um, the story that is presented in Guru, The Dark Side of Enlightenment, you've heard about the one time that I wish I could take back, the time that um, I didn't listen to what was inside of me and I deferred to another authority. And uh, the consequences were very dire, as you know. Um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I, uh, I don't want a pussyfoot, but it's also a lot just to drop all at once on you. Once upon a time ago in 2009, I was involved in a very, very um, tragic circumstance. I was at a retreat called Spiritual Warrior with James Arthur Ray. He held a sweat lodge on the last day that ended in disaster. Um, Three of my fellow participants died, two right there on the scene, and one Liz Newman um, in the hospital several days later. The moment that I'm talking about is the moment that I used my voice, um, not once, but twice, to say that I was concerned about Liz in the sweat lodge, not knowing, obviously, that she was in horrific danger and that she would eventually lose her life. But I did defer to another authority outside of myself. And so that has been the most painful lesson of my life so far. And I hope it is the most painful lesson, period, because I can't think of a greater pain. It was a very, very difficult set of circumstances. And while I, it does not um, compare to being, um, you know, losing your loved one, it was pretty awful. And so that's a part of the story that has yet to really be told. And I think that the lessons of that journey back from waking up every single day and 
coming very close to wishing that I was not here. Um, and today it's a vast distance to cover. And, uh, and that is why I live and breathe now. And what that means is there is no not telling this story. And uh, as much as it, it would be easier not to. Um, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it for anyone. I don't get, there's not much enjoyment in reliving these horrendous events. And um, because they're, it's messy, it's complicated, it's entangled with um, so much pain and still unresolved um, anger and um, grief and details. So, you know, I know what I'm getting into because it's not my first involvement, but each time is, um, is subtly or very different. Um, so for those of you who have no idea about this Wondery thing, Wondery is a very, um, I guess in the podcasting world, I don't know what large is, but um, it's a company that puts out a lot of podcasts that are listened to by a lot of people. And uh, I was approached in the fall by the lead investigator for this um, podcast guru. It didn't have that name at the time, but um, he and I sat down. Um, We happened to both be in Los Angeles at the same time. And I have a very... Um, long list of questions for people who are putting on projects like that, because I want to do what I can to make sure that I only lend my voice to projects that are going to move the story forward, to advance the narrative away from just what happened and the horror towards what can be done to prevent. And because otherwise it is um, a lot of emotional investment for very, very little in the way of return. And um, it's not necessarily my return that I'm talking about. But every time you tell a story like this, and you sit down and give an interview, you know, you're giving away a part of yourself. And I don't do that lightly. And, and I've made some mistakes along the way, quite frankly. I've been involved in projects not many, but one recent one in particular, where, um, you know, the irony is they're, they're always accusing James of selling everybody up the river, and, uh, and then they do the exact same thing. So, you know, go figure. But uh, that most recent one was an episode of The Unexplained with William Shatner on the History Channel. And um, I was it was explained at length to me what the intentions were supposed to be, that it would not be treated as a cult. And then there we were dropped right in between Jim Jones and um, I don't think it was Charles Manson, but it was pretty close. Even my mother, who is no fan of James Arthur Ray, um, called me to say she didn't think it was a fair treatment of anyone, including James, but obviously especially me. And the best thing that I have to say about that production is that, well, at least the lighting was good. Ginny and I looked really nice. But when you get involved with big media, you are taking your chances. So here we are, um, a few months later, 
um, both of those projects were in production at the same time. So there was no learning from the unexplained and changing course. And in the meantime, another uh, project came along and I said no to it because of the show name, because it was called Deadly Cults. And then as it turned out, they did a really great job. So you never know, I guess, is the point of this story. So this podcast was a little different though. Here's the things that I knew and understood from the get-go. I knew it would be six episodes. So I knew that compared to versus say six minutes of the unexplained, right? So right off the hop, very different. I knew that it, it would be told with um, professionalism and that the production value would be very high because I listened to another Wondery true crime series called Dr. Death. And uh, that was, well, it was spellbinding. And uh, it was enthralling. It was riveting. It was intense. And this is what they do. And it's what they did with Guru. And so from a sort of end of the day perspective, if someone asks me if I like the podcast, like is such a, a difficult word. So words that are hard to use around this subject matter are enjoy and like, because not a whole lot of it is enjoyable unless it's connecting with my fellow participants. And um, not a lot of it is going to be, you know, like. So I guess um, it's more a sense of what do you think about it? And I think they did a really good job. There are certainly some things that I wish were in there. And uh, I wish that a few things went quite a lot further, which um, I'm a podcast host. So I get to do that now. And, uh, and so some of the things that I would like to make sure are on record, um, I'm facilitating that, including having some of my um, fellow survivors on the show. The final product of Guru, The Dark Side of Enlightenment was once again, very different than I expected, not in the format, not in the style, as I just described but in the telling of the story and, and who's who, um, I want to say who's who in the zoo and it wouldn't be far off, but who's who in the narrative, there's three distinct, um, intertwined narratives. One is the narrative around, um, Kirby Brown, who passed away, her mother, Ginny Brown, and Ginny and George Brown's um, organization, Seek Safely. So that is woven through all six episodes, or they are woven through. The participant role is woven through the first four episodes. And in my mind's eye, what I was expecting was more of a chorus of voices because I knew that a number of us had survivors who were there in 2009 um, had sat for interviews. One or two um, did it anonymously, which reduced the number of recorded voices that could be used. And a handful of us went on the record, so to speak. 
But what's in the final production is for the first two episodes, you hear two of us, me and Brandy Amstel. And then the next two episodes that um, represent the investigation and the trial, it hones in on me. And um, while I had some idea of being prominent um, along with Brandy, I didn't realize how focused it would become on me. And so, you know, there's two sides to that coin, obviously. Many of you wouldn't be listening right now if that weren't the case, but um, it does really put me very forward on this very uncomfortable um, stage. And of course, there are things that I, there's not much that I don't wish was in there. I think it's more, I wish there was more room for elaborating and explaining and giving more context. I think context is the is the the right word for that because you know it's very it's made very clear that I uh, I was doing fine in business. I wasn't there. I wasn't going to these workshops because it was money, money, money for me. Um, that wasn't my area of need. My area of need was to figure out what the heck was going on in my um, personal life with relationships. That was where I was coming up um, pretty short. And uh, so <laughs> I'm such an independent person that it just, it's like nails going down a chalkboard when I'm hearing this sad, lonely Laura Tucker was down at these um, workshops because she was, you know, unlucky in love. And it just makes me sound so lonely. And that wasn't the case at all. (laughs) Um, So, you know, the context is a bit off. And I think when you're advancing a narrative that you didn't live, that's always a possibility. Is it not factual? No, all the facts are there. Yeah, that's why I was there. But I had a really full, fun, interesting, um, adventure-filled life that I, a lot of it, I think I took for granted, to be honest, with all this focus on, you know, why wasn't I married and why did I completely date jerks all the time? So, um, so, you know, that got handled and, uh, and, but in the podcast, I'm left dangling in 2011 at the trial and it's not relevant for the storyline of what is being told that by that time, I was, you know, I was getting married um, three months later. I didn't realize it, but I was pregnant when I was testifying. Um, And, you know, just that whole human being is missing. So if that's how I feel, imagine for a moment how Brandy Amstel, who gets dropped after episode two, uh, what her experience would be, or Julie Mann, who sat for a day-long interview or some of the others that I'm not sure if they want their names um, involved at this point um, feel. Because every time you tell this story, you are giving a piece of yourself. You're sharing a piece of your grief, of your pain. Um, and the intention is always for, because of the, the people who we are at our core, we are about growth and learning. And I think it's very well established that we're trusting. And so, you know, you you open up this um, vault 
that this story has been in and you let some of it out and then you release any control over it whatsoever. And that's just part, you know, par for the course. So at the end of the day, what I think is um, fascinating and important about Guru is that this is the first project that any that anyone's paying attention to in any real way. I think there was a small group of people who paid attention to the movie Enlighten Us that was released in 2016. I think it's that's out there as a another retelling. Um, a lot of people were unhappy with it because they felt um, James Arthur Ray had way too much screen time, or um, I know Ginny Brown, you know, couldn't stand it. Well, because of that, but also she wasn't involved. And now this guru podcast is almost the opposite of that. Um, James Ray is only there because he's recorded. And I guess these recordings are a matter of like public. I don't even know what the words are, but there was a trial. So they're available. And then there are the rest of us telling our various pieces of the narrative. And so there's some pretty significant gaps there for me. But I think overall, it does an excellent job. It's generated interest. It's generated interviews. Um, it has generated a um, bit of a shockwave. I'm not that involved in all that right now, which is fine because I've needed to um, digest. And uh, I'm very willing to go and, and speak to people uh, about this. Um, so you know, take that for what it's worth if you're a member of the media who's listening because I do think that there's even bigger um, issues to explore. If you've listened to episode seven, um, some of you may not realize there is an episode seven because it was a six-part serial, but Wondery always does a launch event and they do a panel Q&A. And I didn't realize that, uh, which is why when I heard the end of episode six, which is like this debriefing, and my voice was completely absent. So... I was quite upset by that because once again, it felt like, oh, I just gave this piece of me and this story and my life and my privacy. And I'm not, and when I say I, there's a we, we, the survivors don't have a voice in the end. And so when I heard episode six, not realizing there would be a Q&A, I wept and I had to recover from that disappointment. And I think that when people are dealing with those of us who have been traumatized by not just this event, anything, it's important for the people who are having them come forward to tell their story, to recognize that it's not enough just to use the story unless you want to willfully um, participate in re-traumatizing, in creating secondary trauma. Um, and so when I was invited to attend the Q and a, that would become the seventh episode, I asked for a seat at the table and, uh, and, and then they involved me. And so it got rectified, which is an important development next week on the podcast. I will release the first of two episodes with Brandy Amstel. I contacted Brandy 
after listening to all six initial episodes. And uh, I invited her to come on to share her story because um, there's a lot more to Brandy and Brandy's story than anyone in Guru um, got to experience. And uh, I've got an, a similar interview with Julie Min that is up to date. You may recognize Julie from a past interview right at the very beginning of Free Your Inner Guru. So it was great to catch up with her. And, uh, and I've also interviewed Matt Stroud at this point to talk about this production. Um, my desire, as always, is to have a bigger conversation. And you got to start somewhere. So we're starting from the discussion and the conversation generated by Wondery's guru, The Dark Side of Enlightenment. If you have any topics that you would like to see addressed here on the podcast or in writing, I do have a so-called daily letter that I feel like in August I'll be able to get back to um, to doing that um, regularly again. Um, I've received a request to talk about personal responsibility and agency, which I'm so grateful for. And uh, Albert, if you're listening, I I will get to it. It's a big couple of questions that you're asking and they need their time and space to be explored in this multi-layered experience. But um, these are conversations that I've been wanting to have as my husband is quick to remind me for 10 years. And so if my discomfort at being thrust out onto the public stage, not that I've ever shied away from a stage, um, you know, it's, it's daunting, but it's also an honor ever since this whole um, series of events happened, it doesn't matter if it was speaking with media or on the witness stand or being interviewed. What's top of mind for me is that I always want to do my best to represent everyone who's there, the survivors and the three people who died in the best possible way. And I take that um, I take that as a responsibility and I know that we all, um, we all feel that way and you just keep showing up and showing up and showing up and you take the next right step, which, um, which is not always an easy thing to discern or figure out, but here we're going to have the big conversations and, and, uh, and it'll also be, um, interviews and business as usual. Um, although not business as usual before I sign off, my goodness, if you've listened to episode seven and you found yourself over here, um, and for those of you who've been around for a while, so this, the timing was crazy. Um, July 1st, Guru is released. July 1st is also Canada day. It was a Wednesday this year. And July 1st is my husband's birthday. So my brain is going this past July 1st, as I'm knowing, I had listened, I had already listened, but knowing that people would be, you know, hearing my voice in their ears all over the world talking about um, the time I shaved my head for personal growth. And the time I used my voice in the sweat lodge and wasn't heard 
the energy on that and the bandwidth on that was was massive. And I was still keeping up my daily letters at that point. So I was like, I got to get a daily letter out. It's July 1st. Guru's coming out today. So I sat up here and what did I decide to do? I decided to write about um, driving across Canada in July, end of June, 1st of July, 2005, 15 years ago. I packed up everything into a moving van and my CRV. And everyone at that point was me and my dog, Brandy. And I drove, I relocated from Toronto, where my family is, to Kelowna, British Columbia. It was a five or six day drive. And the whole reason that I moved west was not to become a coach. It was not to get involved in self-help. You know, I was, I used my consulting business as the leverage to move from Toronto to a small city like Kelowna in the middle of the beautiful Okanagan Valley so that I could be closer to nature and pursue my creative passion of photography and my second creative passion that goes right along with it, writing. And on July 1st, 2020, the same day that Guru came out and the same day that we were celebrating um, Tony's birthday, I sat here at my desk and I wrote the words, my real dream was, and I had such a moment of sadness because of how far away I have been from my real dream in the last many years. And I'm not talking about geography at this point. I'm happy to be living in Toronto. My family's here. My mom's turning 80 on Tuesday. You know, that's not it. What it was is that I haven't been using my creative passions or gifts to serve. I've been using them to market and to market them towards growing my coaching. And it's taken all the joy out of it. It's lost its purpose in my life. And at the same time, as a coach, I've been helping people to design their lives and businesses in a way that fundamentally allows them to self-express. And you can see how things can get so bunged up. And, you know, that's called being out of alignment. You know, I pride myself on walking my talk and I do, but I'd forgotten to talk my talk. So that's when I got on the panel for Wondery's seventh um, episode. And you're going to hear me in that say that I'm done, that I'm done with self-help and I'm done with coaching. And I did elaborate, um, but I want to clarify for, especially for any of my clients, let's say, but um, I'm done using the things that I enjoy most in life as tools to serve something else that I don't love as much. I'm done giving away my gifts, even if it's to my own coaching practice. So I'm changing that. You know what I love doing now? Because it'll always shift and change. I still love photography. I still love writing. So I'm writing my story in my words, my own way. I'm at 28 days in a row 
So I'm slogging it out. But truth be told, I've been writing since February. So that's in the works. And I'm podcasting. I love this podcast. I love that I have a platform to use my voice, but even more so, I love that I have a platform to bring other people on for my own enjoyment, but also that so many of you enjoy it. It's, it's just such a special thing. And so I'm moving the podcast to the center and I'm bringing the writing in and I'll be sending out um, my photography and, uh, and from there, we're going to see. So if you would like to get in, involved in any of that, the best thing to do would be to um, get on the email list on my website and you will receive what comes out. So every Friday, I'm releasing a portion of my memoir to um, Patreon supporters. So that's be- recently become the Fridays. That's so much fun. Um, Wednesdays is podcast day. And the other days of the week will be for short snippets and photography. And my goal is to inspire, educate, and sometimes I'm going to entertain you because not everything has to be so serious all the time. I'll give you, um, I see I'm coming up on half an hour here. This may be the longest solo ever, but like I said, there is a lot to catch up and integrate here. So I'd love to give you a preview of what's coming um, and uh, I'd love for you to subscribe and stick around. So um, the next couple of episodes are interviews with Brandy Amstel and Julie Min. I also have Matt Stroud, the um, host and investigator from Guru. I have another one or two with um, other figures associated with the Guru podcast. And then I've got all kinds of amazing conversations recorded with people who I need to get ready and get out there. But um, if you're listening and you've recorded an interview with me, just have a little patience. You're you're all awesome and it will all unfold in time. But um, for those of you who are already, you know, sort of feeling connected to this podcast and, and to me, A way for you to become even more involved is to become involved in the Free Your Inner Guru leadership community. Um, That is born out of my initiative um, that I started in March. They were called the Free Community Connection and Coaching Calls, and uh, they were my response to the pandemic. I just saw all of these similar elements to the community trauma that I had experienced in 2009, where, where there was so much loss, everything was happening so quickly, um, people were losing their businesses, um, socially we were all being isolated, and it's just, tra- let alone the whole health thing, right? Like, it's a pandemic. Um, and so trauma on top of trauma after trauma, uncertainty, the economics of it all, um, then the layering on of the Black Lives Matter um, movement and and all of the important work that needs to be done in that area. Anyways, these, these Zoom calls were amazing. The people who attended showed me that I did not need to be the guru. I just needed to hold the space. They would, were not relying on me. What they needed was an op- environment to show up as they are. So 
it just brought so much joy and um, and support that was at once unexpected and then rather obvious once you got into it because what people need is a connection. Um, they need to be able to show up as they are without the artifice and all of the shtick. And that's what I, that's what we stand for over here on Free Your Inner Guru. So uh, if you, if that sounds like something you want to get involved with, I'm running it out of the uh, Patreon account that's associated with the podcast. It is super low maintenance as far as being able to check it out. I'd love to have you join us, but um, I'll get into that more on other occasions and there's more information on the website. So on that note, I think it is really now time to bring this one to a close. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you for your curiosity. If you have questions that you would like me to address, um, I would love that. I'd love to hear from you. Podcasting is like this one-way thing, right? I'm broadcasting. And I would love, love, love for you to hang around and come on this journey with me because I do believe that is a journey that has a potential to um, be very healing and to create an awareness that it is absolutely 100% valuable and admirable to pursue a life of personal growth and being conscious uh, and deliberate with your spirituality and interweaving that into other areas of your life like your business. So you don't have to show up as a one person in one environment and another person in another environment um, and you know be a fragmented um, human being. This is the time to reintegrate and recalibrate so many of us are being presented with the opportunity to do just that in the wake of the pandemic and it's needed. And, uh, and so that's what we're about here on free your inner guru. That's what I'm about at my core. That much has not changed. And, uh, and I'm just so grateful to everyone who has become emotionally invested in this story and who wants more and who wants better, not just for themselves, but for the industry that has sprung up around being your best self. We can all do better than the status quo. I'm Laura Tucker signing off for Free Your Inner Guru. Have yourself a wonderful day. And just remember, everything you need is inside of you.